This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. In the world, uh, the world, how many of y'all know that the world acts a certain way? And the world does things a certain way. Well, you and I as a believer cannot allow what is on in the world to infiltrate the church. Now, here's part of the problem. When I come into the church, now, when I become born again, a lot of times I come in with a mindset that's still in the world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if I'm not careful, now watch this. If I'm not checked, if someone doesn't check me or if I'm, I'm not corrected, what happens is, as I still bring that same mentality in, and I'll still act the same way. You know, it's like when you get married. You, ever, you know, uh, married folk, you know, uh, married folk can testify to this a lot. You ever get married, and the person you married still lives single? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they, can't, they probably can't answer that right now, because they're going to get themselves in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you like he been living single all for I've been living single with him for twenty years. Glory to God. Amen. No, don't do that. You know, I ain't trying to break nobody up or nothing. Amen. I'm trying to glue you together. Amen. All right, but one of the things that happens in life, sometimes we're still living a certain type of lifestyle when our when change has happened. And, and a lot of times what I'm finding out in the body of Christ is I, I accept Christ as my Savior, but the other stuff that goes along with it, I don't bring with me. See, and I should be developing into the man or woman of God that God desires for me to be. Can I show you a scripture that's going to help you to understand this? You know, uh, because I got to go. I, I mean, we got to get somewhere. I have never in a time, I mean, well, no, you know, the longer I work Okay, the longer I pass that, I see disheartening things. And people say, well, you know, I've been around. I, I, I've heard what you said. No, 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 but it didn't get in your heart. Because when the word of God, and we talked about that, when the word of God does hit your heart, change has to happen. Right. And see, if, if the word didn't hit your heart, you ain't changed. All right. Now, watch this. Let, let's, can, let, let's start out this way. Go to Matthew 5 for me. Matthew 5. And let's look at the 48th verse. Matthew 5, 48. Amen. I'm trying to take my time uh, because we got to get to the place where we're developing this thing called fruitfulness. One of the things as a believer this year, this church. Now, I know we're on a mission because I was talking to, uh, I think it was more recent, more this morning. I, I, the agenda that God has given me, I, I don't know how far out. I mean, he didn't gave me a whole list of where we got to go. Um, and like I asked them, I, don't, I told them, I don't know when I'll get to inject something different. You see what I mean? Because I'm on an agenda, you know, and his assignment of what, what to do. Somebody say amen. So that the people grow. Are y'all listening to me? See, it's not just, look, look, listen to Pastor. It is not just, uh, how do I say this? It, it, it is just not okay that you come to church. Amen. 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 Come on, man. Are, are y'all with me? Yes, See, because people have become good churchgoers. Yeah, right. 
Amen. And they're really not a part of a church. They're just churchgoers. You know, because some folk, you know, can, can I get a witness? And, um, and being a good churchgoer does not add anything to you. But being a good believer, a one who is molded and shaped in the image of God, Jesus Christ, makes a whole difference. Somebody say amen. Because my life is better. Listen to me. Because my life is better, somebody else's life should be better. Amen. As a disciple, listen to pastor. As a disciple of Christ, I should infect, infect. Notice what I, I did not say affect, infect somebody else's life. Somebody's life got to be better because of mine. Oh, no. Turn and tell somebody that somebody's life should be better because of mine. Now, I'm an old soul. I got to tell you all this before I start teaching. I'm an old soul and I'm cold. I'm cold in here. I got to take a break. I am cold. No, no, I'm talking about cold. I'm cold and that bothers me. I can't be cold. I really can't. It just goes through my bone and everything. Just mess me up. Okay. Y'all right? Okay. I just had to pause because my body is just. Up here, my body is just, man, I'm going to make you shake and everything. Glory to God. All right. But understand this. If I'm a disciple of Christ, I got to disciple somebody else. Somebody say, I must this year disciple someone else. Amen. Somebody should be in the body of Christ somehow, somewhere because of me. Somebody should even be in my local assembly because of me. Somebody say Amen. It is that easy, you know, uh, it is that easy. All right, you know, it is that easy. No, I was looking for people. I'm looking for people, people I talk to. And so I look for you, you know, when you, when, when you say, oh, man, I know. See, because people, people need Jesus, but they ain't going to take. Amen. Somebody say Amen. All right, I want to show you this. Look what the Bible says, Matthew 5 and 48. We are just not here. Listen to this. We are just not here just to chill out. We are just not here uh, to be friends with one another, you know. And I, I, let me hit a pause on that uh, friendship thing. You know, people have said, well, you know, uh, I see you in your church. You know, I've had this said to me, in your church, you have different groups of different people to hang out. No, people hang out with who they want to do. Are you with me? And they become friends with who they want to be friends with. And here's another thing. I ain't going to be every one of y'all friends. I'll be your pastor. I'll be everybody's pastor, but everybody ain't going to have a certain relationship with me. I mean, I have a relationship with Jack that everybody ain't going to have with Jack. But don't be mad over that. Don't be upset over that. You know, and if, and can I say something? If God intends for us to be friends, we're going to be friends. If, 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 and, and, but you got to work at our relationship too. You know, see, because I'm busy, you know, and so I'm keep moving. And if you really want to be my friend, you got you to you catch up with me. And then sometimes, how many of you know, if you really want to be my friend, you know how you be my friend? You better keep your butt here after church. After I say amen, you got to almost hang out. Because you know he's going to be here all day long. And you know I'm going to minister. I don't cut off. 
folk who are really my friends know most of the time I ain't going to cut off. I can talk to sports. My, my folk hate this. My daughter hate this a lot. And, you know, I can, I can be talking something just as carnal as I can be. Look at that game. Did you see that game? And then all of a sudden I switch spiritual. And you'd be like, how they do that? You know, why? Because I, I just got to stay on. Somebody say amen. I mean, we'd be friends and everything, but don't get upset if Pastor ain't your, ain't your close buddy. We don't go fishing. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. He went fishing with them, but I, I, I don't go fishing with everybody. Somebody say amen. amen. Matter of fact, I don't go fishing. <laughs> I fish for souls, though. Nah, amen. You know, I was with I was with two folk. I, look, look, remember we were together. Nelson and I was together a couple weeks ago, and we just went to get something to eat, and we out fishing. We went fishing. Now, if you you got to be willing if you hang out with me to go fishing. Amen. Terry stopped me in Walmart. He, I mean, stopped me in the Walmart parking lot, and we just out there talking. I'm talking about God. You know, you think I see Terry all the time. But we just, he just pulled over. I said, just pull over there. Just get out of the way. Everybody trying to get past you. You know? And, uh, yeah, because we parked in. But we started fishing. I said, and I looked in Terry's car after I was fishing. I said, see, it's that easy. I said, but nobody wants to think that it's that easy. You know, girl just jumped out of the car. I said, girl, where are you at? How you been? Where are you going? She was like, what? fine. I'm just, She's like, why is, he, why is he attacking me? Why is he talking to me? Because you need Jesus. You know, her little girl was like, I gave her a card. The little girl said, I'm not mistaken, but that looked like you. I was like, yeah, I think that's me. And she said, who's that? Is that your wife? And I think, I, I think it better be. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Amen. If there's another woman on that picture, uh, it ain't going to end well for me tonight. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, let's go. Matthew 5, 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, perfect. Now, I taught a whole series on this, you know, on being perfect. All right. But being perfect really means being mature. So when I come to church, I'm, I'm supposed to be matured, you know. And you don't, uh, you know, I tell folk this, uh you don't get to, I had to whoop, i tell you a little quick little secret. I had to whoop my uh, uh, godson one time. I had to beat his butt. Man, y'all know the story. I had to whoop his tail one time because he's jumping on the bed. You ever heard the song, No More Monkeys Jumping on the Bed? Yeah. You tell a little kid, well, he's jumping on my bed. Now, real quick, I tell you, he jumped on my bed because there's a moral behind the story. He's jumping on the bed. They just bouncing him and him and uh, my goddaughter. They just bouncing on my daughter's bed. Broke the slats in them beds. You know, you got slats in them beds. How many of y'all know what slats are? All right. And I, I'm, on, I'm going somewhere. He broke them slats in that bed. God doing it. And I went up there. I said, what the? And no, they called me on the phone. They said, he done broke, they done broke the slats, didn't they? He called me. I come home. I said, the what? I said, and, you know, because I said, I said, you, you don't come and break my stuff. Amen. Now I'm getting warm. I don't know what's going on. Um, and so I had to grab me a wooden spoon. And I said, because they're not my kids. And then I, I think I broke the spoon or something happened. And so what I did was I said, well, it's time to get a whooping. I said, this old school whooping. You know, now watch this. I'm going somewhere um, because it's pertaining to what we're saying with maturity. And so I, I took my, 
my goddaughter. I said, come on in here. You're going to get it. You know, and she was like, okay. I said, pull them down. Let's do this. You know, and she was like, what? what, what? I said, yeah, we got to pull them down. I'm old school. Swack up. Swack up. You know, I had to use the thing. And she was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> she, I mean, she went out. And it's cool. I said, come on, your turn. You know, brought my godson in. I said, it's your turn. Let's do this. Whack up. You know, and for some reason, I had to give it. I, I said, I got to give you a little bit more, you know. <laughs> you know, I said, it just kind of warranted it, you know. And uh, I think, no, I think I just hit him once. And he just jumped up. He just, he, I hit him once, just spanked him once. He jumped up like this. Pulled his pants up. You done. <laughs> I'll never forget he did that to me. He just pulled his stuff up, told me I was done. You know? <laughs> you, you understand what I mean? Now, when he did that, you know, something, hit, something got on the inside of me. You know, something went up my back. You ever had it? As a parent, parents, y'all know what happened. Something went up my back, and then it hit me right in the back of my head. And and it was, I was like, I was like, done? Nobody tells me I'm done. And then I said, son, don't do that to me. Don't do that. I said, put your clothes. Come on, come on. Let's get this over, man. He's like, no, you done. And then he said, he reiterated that I was done. You know, that he had to know. And he buckled up real tight. And, and then I said, oh, I said, oh, son, I'm going to get you. I said, I said, don't play with me like that. Don't do this. Don't do this. And then I blanked out. Because I forgot he was my child. And so I, I, he's on my bed. And I was like, I'm going to get you. And he did one of the moves. Then I grabbed him. And that, that's when I went to, to suplex him. I just took him up and went, boom. And the Lord said, he's not yours. He's not yours. Even if he was yours, you can't do this. This is wrong. You can go to jail. And I said, my hands were shaking. I was like, son, this ain't going to end well. You can't be doing this. You know, oh, glory. I had to let him go. Because I said, at that point, I had lost control. All right. But something else happened before that. The one who was getting the correction was the one directing and saying how much he needed. And he didn't know what he needed. The correction had to come from the, the corrector. Does that make sense to everyone? So what we're trying to say is maturity is not designed. What, what, what the moral of this is maturity, you don't get to say when you're mature. God does that by the perfecting process, the process of getting you to a place where you can be a blessing to someone else. Right. Somebody say amen. All right. Yeah, when y'all see, that's an old story. Uh, he done grew, grown up now. And uh, I just never thought, I was like, glory to God. I told his mother years after that, you know, almost killed him. She said, you. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, praise Jesus. All right. Write this down real quick. Here we go. We got to go. To walk in any truth. Y'all ready? Here we go. We got a lot to do. To walk in any truth of God's word, you must do three things. And uh, we're going to get to the place of developing fruitfulness because 
at this church, you have to be the whole purpose of this church and the whole purpose of what God gives me is to get you to be faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. You know, come on, say it with me. Faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. So when you hear the word of God, it should make you By coming here, you should become faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. Say it again. I should become faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. You know what was awesome? I was talking to Maury today. Many of you know Maury, and uh, Maury was telling me, she said, how AJ had just opened up to her two, a couple weeks ago and said, yeah, Mommy, that's what our church teach, faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. Isn't that amazing? The children are getting it. The children are understanding it. That the whole purpose of this gospel is to make you faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled. Somebody say amen. There are three things that are needed to walk in any truth. Otherwise, we're just walking. Amen. Number one, the Bible says that as a believer, I should study the word. These ain't, this ain't new rocket or new ingredients that are being added to the mix. These are things that we should do. Somebody say amen. And he tells me when I study, I should study to show myself approved. Somebody say amen. amen. Our workmen what? Needeth not to what? Be ashamed. Amen. See, the, when I know the truth, the truth makes me free. Remember we talked about that? Truth makes me free, not sets me free. See, because when truth makes me free, listen to this. When truth makes me free, I, I can't go back. When I'm set free, I got the opportunity to fly back in. Somebody say Amen. That's why there's a difference between made and make, made and set. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Secondly, I got to renew my mind because we had made a statement and we had said that we come in the church with jacked up minds. When we come in the church, we come in with a crazy mindset. We come in with a world mindset. And if I'm not careful, when I come in the church, what happens is, you know, remember the four things that we're working on first. I mean, we're going through the three, then the four. But one of the things that we're understanding that my character has to be right. It's sad that the church, and, and I'm going to get to that. <laughs> Write this down. Well, no, 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 I'll come to it in a minute. We have to get to the place where my character, my commitment, my conduct, and my consciousness of God are all on point. Somebody say amen. When I'm being matured, perfected, I'm being perfected so that my character is on point, my commitment is on point, come on, my conduct is on point, are y'all with me? And my consciousness of God is on point. Because, now, uh, we're going to go over all of those, but if my consciousness, just let's just take consciousness of God real quick, if that's off, man, you know, I have no respect of God at, at all. I have no fear of him at all. I do whatever I feel like doing when I feel like doing it. Somebody say amen. All right. Secondly, I said I got to renew my mind. Why? Because I come in the church with a mind that is different than his. And so he says every day my mind is being challenged to be like the old way. Every day. And if you never renew your mind, you just brought that mind. You just come to church with the old mindset. Somebody say amen. And that's something that I have to do. I have to renew your mind. That, see, because where I'm going, see, okay, let me just keep teaching, and then you're going to see where I end up. All right, so my mindset has to be right. And thirdly is revelation. And here's the thing about revelation. Revelation comes from God. 
It comes from God. It, he gives you, revelation is the aha moment, the moment that you're able, I, I like to say it like this, the light bulb comes on, where you really are able to understand the scripture as the way it should. Now, one thing that I found about revelation, that you get that by relationship with him, but you also, and that relationship, it, it, I hear more when I spend more time with him. You ever notice that? The closer I get with him, the better I can hear. You know, I can be over in, uh, I can be in the back of the room, but now, oh, that's good, Father. I can be in the back of the room. Watch this. I can be in the back of the room, but if I'm speaking, if I'm speaking right now in the back of the room, you can't hear me. But there's something called the Holy Spirit. If I'm walking in the Holy Spirit like I ought to, it's awesome how God puts a microphone on his voice. Isn't that awesome? Whereas he could be over there, but he could speak and I could still hear him. And that's where he wants you to be so that you can hear the word of God. That's why when you're listening to me teach, God is speaking to you. Now, now, let's be real. He knew you were going to be here. He knew you were coming. And he's got a word for you. I don't care how old you are. He has a word for you. You got to pay attention and listen for that word. One word from the Lord will change your life forever. And and he's banking that you're going to hear him. You know, what a better time to come than right now because you know there's a me. Now, God says, I got a word for you that's going to change your life. Now, you know, okay, here's a better illustration because it's crazy going on now. If if you, no, I don't, I ain't going to use that one. All right. Um, Oh, that's good. If you knew, if you knew uh, you were going to get a million dollars all because you just showed up, would you show up? If somebody told you tomorrow at this time, a million dollars is going to be given out to you. All you got to do is show up. You'd be out there lined up with you. You'd be outside the door. Glory to God. you get your little tent. And you know, wouldn't you get a tent? And you'd be sitting out there like that, like it's Christmas. It's get ready to be Christmas or get ready to be Black Friday. You'd be sitting out there and you'd be like, you know what? I'm getting ready to get up in this thing. I'm going to have me a million dollars. Matter of fact, before you even receive your million, you already think about how you're going to spend it. Amen. I'm paying my tithes for if I pay my tithe. And see, you'd be sitting there like this. After I pay my tithes, glory to God. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going, oh, man, I do need a car. I got to get a car. I got to get a car. You know, already spent it. Well, can I ask you something? Why don't you do that with the word? Because if he already guaranteed you that it's going to be there, he already guaranteed you, I'm going to be there. I'm going to speak to you. And what I give you, it's already promised. All you got to do is receive it. I will speak to you and, and, and say yes and amen. Why wouldn't you come? Why wouldn't you want to hear that? Because, see, we have a different revelation of church. We have churches check the box. Church can't be checked the box. Church is where I go to receive. Somebody say amen. I'm going to receive today. Somebody say I will receive today. Now, for some of you, that's revelation right now. Amen. You should never, ain't nowhere in the world, you should walk out of here without hearing God. Amen. Amen. Can I tell you the reason why folk don't receive? And um, why they don't walk in truth? Number one, there's two reasons. I, I'm not going to give you five. 
I'm going to give you two. Number one is ignorance. Ignorance is a lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge, lack of education, of awareness. They got a lack of it. Ignorance. And some folks, sometimes when, when we talk about ignorance, it's a willful ignorance. Willful. Sometimes, you know, when I was growing up, and I told you this story before, but when I was growing up in, uh, well, I ain't tell you this one, you know, uh, when I was in uh, fourth grade, uh, we had a teacher who didn't own the, own the, own the, own the classroom. And uh, because she didn't own the ca- classroom, there's a few girls she was afraid of. She wasn't afraid of us, but she was afraid of these other two girls. And the other two girls just ran the classroom. I mean, it was just crazy. You go in there, and they just did whatever they wanted to do. Talked in the way, and they always got A's. I wonder why. And we always said, why are you going to do that? And as soon as we try to act like the girls, she put us in the place. Are you with me? I have to get to a place. Now, watch this. I had, now, that was being, to me, they weren't trying to learn. Sometimes there are people that you may run into they don't want to learn. I said this to somebody before because I got a lot to do today, but I said this to somebody before. Sometimes there are people who just like to go around in a circle. And they enjoy it. For some reason, it's become some, don't take this the wrong way, but it has come some sick thing that has gotten in their mind that they enjoy going around this proverbial circle. Because, see, that's what they said, to continually do the same thing. That really becomes insane. Somebody say amen. All right. Let's go on. All right. So ignorance. Now, here's the other one, man. This is the one that's really tight. Yeah, it did get warm. Didn't it get warm? It gets hot, warm, hot, warm. Is it me? Is it me tripping over here? No, I'm being real. Is it? All right. It's comfortable. Okay. Praise Jesus. All right. Here's the next thing. I got to just teach and teach, get out of here before I pass out of something in here. Glory to God. Y'all comfortable. All right, let's go. All right, the next thing is, this is the hardest one. This is the one people don't like to eat, but this is the one where a lot of people are. They live here. It's called rebellion. Rebellion, listen to what the definition of rebellion is. Rebellion is open opposition toward a person or group and authority, and look, look, refusal, second part of that is refusal to obey rules or accept normal standards of behavior. Refusal. A lot of times when people walk in rebellion, it's refusal to walk in the standard that God has given. And see, a lot of times people are being rebellious against people, but sometimes you got to look a little deeper. Is it rebellion against people or is it rebellion against God? Because sometimes we have a problem with God, and so we use that to take that out on people. Are you with me? And that shows forth in our actions and stuff that we do. And as a believer, you cannot allow yourself to become rebellious. Somebody say amen. All right. So I have to get to the place of understanding that God wants you and I to be mature. He wants us to grow and be perfected. Now, there are certain things that God does not want. Number one. 
uh, or uh, there are certain things that you need to understand. I don't want to say God does not want. You need to understand. Number one is this. The devil, uh, before we get to the place where we're going, the devil wants to infiltrate the church. The devil wants to infiltrate the church. Number two, the church is never. Now, this is important. You might like this. You may not like this. The church is never slowed from the outside. Listen to what I just said. Church is never slowed by the outside. This is going to help you where we're going to end up today. Church never slowed from the outside. And you may say, well, the church ain't slowed from the inside. Yeah, when you ain't in your place, you slow the church. Mm 